dun, dun, dun. He'll have fun with that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Kelvin. This is not your average Elevate retake episode. We'll call this a Elevate special episode. Something like that. We got to come up with a name for our specialty specialty episodes. I think our... we've called them bonus episodes in the past. Okay, we can go bonus. Yeah, it's bonus. This is a bonus little... round. Yeah, but this is this is a very purposeful bonus round um, because it's going to come out at a time when uh, when this topic and this this event that's going to be happening isn't going to be full swing. And we want to promote it as much as possible. So um, it's just me and Pastor Michael. Hey, in everybody. Studio. Yep. You know the voice. No Hello. no introduction necessary. No uh, no. Who do you think you are? Or what do you think you are? What what makes you who you are? Question. Right. Unless uh, this is the first time somebody's listening, then they might like, who are these guys? What are they doing? But if you found the podcast, go to click on our podcast and just go back and yeah, listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sir, you went on quite the journey. Yes. Um, this past month. Yeah. Uh, one that had you on 10 to 12 planes or something like that, right? Total. Yeah. It's about eight. Eight uh, total. Halfway across the world into many different time zones. Yes. Um. And we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but yeah, so you're back. Are you okay jet lagged wise? Uh, yeah, this is. I, it's been about mm, twelve or thirteen days since we've been back, and I'm finally feel like I'm recuperated. Sleep schedule. Sleep schedule is getting better. I think uh, <laughs> Kelvin and I played in a golf tournament uh, a couple days ago, and being out in the sun for mm. four or five hours was very beneficial for my circadian rhythm. There you go. So, yeah, That's being good. out before the sun rises, there's something about watching the sunrise and <laughs> getting that vitamin D. That's right. 6.30 in the morning. That's right. It was yeah. perfect because it was like 40 and then it got up to like 75, yeah, 80. It was a beautiful day. It was beautiful. Yeah. So maybe you, uh, if you're a frequent listener, if you listen to the past couple episodes, especially the one right before he left, which I guess would have been three, three episodes ago, uh, we talked about yep. his trip to Palau along with uh, Melissa his wife, and a host of people that were headed down there to premiere, uh, world premiere, Return to Palau. Yes. Documentary slash movie slash a little bit of it all um, in regards to Melissa when she was younger and her family going as missionaries to to Palau. So uh, give us a little bit of the basic stuff before we jump into details. Yeah. Um, why you're going, what's going on, who's going, things yeah. like that. What is all of this? Yeah. So the story starts kind of back in 2002, 20 years ago. Uh, my my wife, who was not my wife at the time, we're not that old. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when she was about eight or nine years old, uh, her dad, who's a pastor, took a call to pastor in the Pacific South Pacific island of Palau. Uh, and so her, her brother, mom and dad, Headed over there, um, kind of the classic missionary story. Uh, we're going to go serve. I think they were going to be there, supposed to be there about seven years. That's what they were supposed to be. And about a year and a half into uh, their time in Palau, someone broke into their house late one night, uh, killed her parents and her brother, uh, kidnapped Melissa, and uh, harbored her for about 24 hours. And then took her out in some deserted uh, island road and attempted to take her life and dumped her off on the side of the road. And she miraculously survived. Uh, nothing other than a miracle. Mm-hmm. 
and she was found and that led to a series of events of her parents and brother being found. Um, and so tragic, tragic, tragic loss in, in her family, uh, just a year and a half into their missionary service. And in the aftermath through, um, some, some very horrible events turned somehow into, into beautiful events by the grace of God, uh, Melissa's family and particularly spearheaded by her grandmother, uh, extended forgiveness to the murderer and to his family. And that it just sent shockwaves around the island. It was in a very public space at the national funeral that was held for her family. And uh, ever since then, it has been a an incredible story of, of forgiveness, of uh, relational reconciliation and how God turns ashes into beauty and how he takes the the broken and dying things of this world and somehow creates something beautiful. Mm. And so fast forward a number of years, uh, Melissa and I meet in college, we get married and my uh, experience with her story doesn't become real until I realize that I don't have her dad to ask for her hand in marriage. And so her story, her experience of losing, losing her family becomes real to me at that point. It becomes my story uh, and my experience. And we had the opportunity to travel back to Palau in 2018. Okay. When she was uh, a young girl, she, you know, immediately following the, in the aftermath of this at the funeral, she said, Hey, I'm going to return. I'm going to return to Palau one day. I'm going to come back. I want to, I want to serve, want to be a missionary. And so we had the chance to go back in 2018. We're invited back to do uh, kind of a week of prayer for the church uh, there and just to experience Palau again uh, and to uh, share with the people the healing and the restoration that has happened in her life. Uh, we had the the opportunity to meet with the the murderer who's serving three life sentences in the in the prison there in Palau. And that's an incredible experience. That was in 2018. That was in 2018. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So just. That's like stuff you see in movies. Well, yeah. Literally. <laughs> no, literally. Right. Uh, and so that was a powerful experience. And in the aftermath of that aftermath kind of got a negative, negative converse, connotation, but kind of in the, in the, the days and weeks and months to come, there was a burden placed on a friend of the family to, to make a film out of out of this story and it kind of started as a short ah, let's do a short film you know 30 45 minutes and the filmmakers that were hired to to tell the story and to make the film said hey we can't tell this story in short form it's taking on a life of its own and it turned into a feature-length documentary with interviews and first-person accounts of everything that transpired including many of melissa's family uh, melissa herself Many of the leaders of the island of Palau, um, including the queen, uh, the president at the time and the president who's there now, uh, many of the cultural leaders, uh, people that were involved in the church. And uh, it tells the story of the loss of her parents, the forgiveness extended and then the healing and restoration that she experienced through those first person interviews and a lot of archival footage from the family. Uh, and everything that's in the film is 
recorded uh, for the film. There's no stock footage. There's no anything. It's right. amazing how much uh, videotape, literal tape, <laughs> uh, that the family had of before their trip to Palau. Uh, things record. It's just it, just amazing um, to to see all of the footage and how the filmmakers have, have put it together. Um, and part of the reason that we're recording this, which I, I guess I can say at this point, yeah, 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 go for uh, it. we're going to be premiering uh, the, this film in Keene, Texas, which is where this podcast is based out of, on Friday, April 8th. So if you're listening to this this week, that is this coming Friday, April 8th at 7.30 at the Keene Seventh-day Adventist Church. Um, it's something that's going to be open. It's open to everybody. Come on. There's no ticketing needed. Uh, we just love to share this film with you. And the executive producers and the director are going to be here with us. We're going to get the chance to um, interview them immediately following the uh, premiere. And maybe, I don't know if I'll get a chance to sit down in the studio with them um, and uh, record a, an interview with them. Got to figure out schedules and all that when they're here. That would be cool. <laughs> so hopefully we have the opportunity to do that. Um, and uh, But... Even if we don't do that in studio, we'll probably be releasing the, I know we will be releasing the interview that immediately follows the premiere. So we'll at least have that, maybe something in the studio. Uh, but we are excited for that premiere. Hopefully, if you're listening to this much in the future, the film has been released on a streaming platform. You'll have access to it. Uh, we'll probably keep the, the links updated in the description so you know uh, what's going on. But yeah, that's the that's the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, and immediately preceding um, our time here now, had the chance to to go back to Palau for the world premiere of the film and uh, and share it there. So yeah, that's the the long <laughs> short version. <laughs> the basic information. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's wow. That's it's unbelievable. I I my parents obviously they know and mm -hmm. I've talked to some people about it and. Um, they're so excited because they never feel like, and I'm sure Melissa felt like this at some point that like she could never face that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. going back even, you know, right. Um, much less face the person, you know, yeah. that, that was, that was responsible for this. Yeah. Um, tell me about the, uh, the trip itself, mm -hmm. I guess from here to there, but more so kind of what your days looked like, uh, down sure. there, kind of what stuff you did. Cause I know, I, I I followed along as much as I could with the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, not to brag, but I did get a badge for being a top fan of the page hey, on Facebook. So thank you, man. Um, but I followed around because I believe they was premiered a couple of times, two or three times. Yeah. The, the, the movie was shown, and yep. I yep. saw tons of people. So just yeah. kind of give me your day-to-day kind of stuff over there. Sure. So, uh, you know, you mentioned all the planes we had to take to get there. <laughs> yeah. um, there's no direct route to get to Palau. There's no yeah. direct flight, right? Um, it's, uh, I think, about six or 7,000 miles away. Whew. So it's a very long trip. Uh, Got to go through Japan and get to Guam. And then from Guam, you're, you're able to get to Palau. And so we left here on we early Wednesday morning and got there early Friday morning. Uh, with the time change and everything, all it's a it's a fourteen hour difference between Central Time Zone and uh, the time zone that Palau is in, so complete flip, yeah. right? Uh, so we arrived in Palau to an incredible welcoming committee. They do this with any guests that come on the island, but they've got posters that have got our name on it and say, "Welcome, uh, Pastor Michael and Mrs. Melissa Gibson," yeah. uh, and they they've got flower lays for us, and everybody's just excited to see us. 
Um, it's interesting to travel during, in a COVID world. You know, had to had to test beforehand, wearing masks all the way through, uh, and then to be greeted uh, in Palau was just was wonderful. Uh, Palau at the the time that we were traveling had a five day quarantine. And they called it a restriction of movement, and so this is not the the stories of got to be holed up in a in your in your room for five days and you don't see the sunshine or interact with people, uh, but they just encourage you to avoid avoid large crowds. Um, you've required to wear a mask, uh, all of those things, um, and you know not. Uh, don't be obnoxious or uh, uncareful uh, sure. with where you go and what you do. Uh, and so that afforded us um, some days to be able to just kind of relax sure. and, and chill at the the hotel that um, they graciously uh, put us in and got to see some of the beauty of the island, got to go out to the rock islands, uh, which are all these, uh, Palau is an archipelago and there are, I think, 300 some islands that make up the archipelago of Palau. Um, some islands that are as small as the couple of rooms that we have around this podcast studio. So they're very, very small others, you know, fairly large. Um, and so we got to go snorkeling, uh, in the beautiful Pacific islands or the Pacific waters. Um, and that was kind of our, our first few days. And there was just some preparations that put into, uh, the venue that we were going to be in. We were in the Palau national gymnasium. Uh, which has been retitled recently as the, um, oh, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but something to the effect of the, um, oh, it's I think it's the Oceans Hall or something like that. Uh, they're going to be hosting an Oceans Conference uh, around climate change and pollution, uh, and that's going to be the main um, base and center for that, so they're renaming it that. Uh, but this convention center or this gymnasium uh, that we were in, it's a very large building, uh, and it was the building that the national funeral for Melissa's family was held. Mm. And so we're premiering the film in the same place that we had the funeral, that they had the funeral for Melissa's family. Uh, and so through uh, a couple of days, we were there setting up, you know, get the the camera set up and the, the audiovisual things, all the chairs and everything else. And we were uh, prepared for... I think there were the final count on chairs was 1136 or something like that. We knew how many were chairs that were in the building. And so we arrived on Friday and preparations made over the weekend in the first couple of days while getting to, to snorkel and go out on the, the water. And then Wednesday night, Wednesday, March 16 was the, the premiere and it was set for 6 p.m. And people started showing up at 430, 5 o'clock. Uh, and the room just started getting more full and more full and more full. And I'm sure was... news spread. Oh yeah, quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So Palau is a, a very, a very small island. Um, the population is about eighteen thousand. Uh, they don't know exactly how many people are on the island because it's a tourist uh, community, and so there's a lot of movement of people in and out. And so uh, about eighteen thousand is what they approximate. Uh, and so yeah, word spreads. Uh, we. <laughs> had the chance to join the the president for a news conference. And so we were invited wow. to be part of a press conference that morning of the premiere and where he invited the everybody on the island to come out to it. Uh, he signed a presidential proclamation welcoming Melissa and her family um, back to Palau. And uh, the just on Facebook, it was on radio stations, it was on the TV stations, uh, just word spread all over. And so people are just filling in um, the the gymnasium there. 
and it gets close to the start of the film and they're they're sitting people on the floor they're just trying to pack as many people in there and the estimate that there was about 1500 people that ended up showing up for the premiere uh and they press play on the film and the place is just quiet and it stays quiet for an hour and a half uh, as they they watch the film uh, no spoilers on the film. That's right. Can't can't share that. Hopefully, you're able to catch it in person at the premiere here in Keene, or uh, online in various formats as it becomes available. Uh, but just you could you could sense the the emotions in the room. They're palpable. Yeah. Um, there there's moments of humor in the film. You know, you can't just it can't just be a a sad rainy day story the entire time there's moments of humor but then also moments that just touch your heart um moments that even made me tear up melissa tear up we've seen the film several times now um but still experiencing it in that space uh and kind of the intention of the trip as well was not just to be like woohoo hey here's the film and then leave and you know oh great we had a great vacation plus we press play on film um, but to also invite people back to um, a series of meetings that would then unpack some of the, the themes in the film. Uh, Pastor Dwight Nelson from Pioneer Memorial Church at Andrews University was with us. Uh, he's a very prominent speaker and leader in the Seventh-day Adventist Church and community. And uh, also instrumental in uh, some of uh, Melissa's healing uh, as he was the pastor in Michigan when they when they left for Palau and then came back, that's where Melissa lived for a couple of years uh, with her grandparents in the aftermath. Mm. And so he's integrally a part of the story. Um, and the following nights, Thursday night had the chance to, he had the chance to interview the two presidents that were part of the story. One's the current president and one's the former president. Uh, so president Sarangle whips jr. The current president and, uh, president Tommy Romangasau was the, the former president who was president at the time of the, the tragedy. And so that was interesting. Uh, they are on opposite sides of the, the aisle politically. Um, they've okay. got different ideologies. They come from different faith backgrounds. Uh, and they were both willing to sit on the same stage with one another and share their experiences. And president Tommy at the end of it, um, took a moment and recognized Melissa and he says, Hey, um, if, and for the, so Palau, let me back up. Palau has an honor shame culture. And so for this to happen under his presidency was just the worst possible thing. And so he holds a lot of shame because of, of this happening. And he said, you know, if Melissa can show this much courage and forgiveness, I can too, or at least I should be able to. Yeah. Uh, and so he says, that's why I'm here tonight to, to, to speak on this. Uh, and then Pastor Dwight shared uh, a message of hope about forgiveness. And the following night, he interviewed the queen of Palau. Um, uh, Palau is a matriarchal system. I saw pictures of that. Yeah. So it's a, it, she says it's a women's world. All right. <laughs> uh, she's the, the leader of that. And um, she was uh, so much a part of Melissa's care and support in just the immediate days um, after everything happened. Uh, and then we had a church service on Saturday morning. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon throughout the week, you know, we saw 1500 people come out. We were actually having to turn people away, say, we don't have room for you, but we're going to show it later in the week. And the, the production team is like, Hey, Saturday afternoon, 5 PM. That's when we're going to show it again. So we show it again, Saturday afternoon, um, 5 PM. We have about 800 people come out to that showing, um, which is still incredible, incredible. And immediately following that showing of the film, 
um, the, the president had some, um, recognitions that he wanted to make. Um, and he recognized Melissa again, um, in the, that public space, uh, and extended to her the title of honorary citizen of the Republic of Palau. Yeah. Um, the highest honor a non-citizen can receive, uh, Palau is very much a, uh, has a very traditional culture and they, they try to keep their traditions alive. Uh, in order to be a Palawan, you have to be born to a Palawan. <laughs> and so it's passed on uh, in that way. Even if you marry into a family, you can't have Palawan citizenship. You can live in Palau, you can okay. operate, you can have a job, do all those kinds of things, but you don't have citizenship. Citizenship is only afforded to those who are born Palawan. Uh, and like you can't own property, you can lease property, you can operate business there, but you can't own anything unless you're Palauan. And so it's the, the highest honor that a non-Palauan can receive uh, is honorary citizenship. Uh, and so that blew us away for Melissa and I, you know, just tears of the, the warm welcome and the um, acceptance into that community. Sure. Um, Didn't it, think that was coming. <laughs> no, had no idea, no expectations. Uh, but they says, you're, you're a part of this family, you're a part of this nation. Um, and uh, Melissa's testimony to them has been so incredible and healing for them. Mm. You know, as, as much as, uh, trauma that Melissa has endured, the nation has as well, the mm -hmm. church community and the example of her grandmother and her family and of Melissa to be able to extend forgiveness and not hold, uh, the sins of one person against the nation or even yeah. against that person has yeah. spoken so much light, um, and love into that community. Uh, and so there were many uh, leaders and dignitaries that were there. Um, there were several ambassadors from other countries. The, the ambassador um, from the U.S. was there, the ambassador from Japan and the ambassador from Australia, I believe, were in attendance. And so we got to meet them. Uh, several other cultural leaders, the high chief, uh, uh, were there. Um, we had a, a full uh, production team. The The director of the film was there, Michelle Hamill. Executive producer Ann Hamill were there. Uh, we had a whole team from the United States uh, that traveled with us and uh, got to take a group picture at the end with all the, the cast and crew that were mm -hmm. part of the making of the film. Uh, and so just left on an uh, incredible high note um, of being able to show it twice and to be received in, in that way. Yeah. Uh, and then our final day there, the last Sunday that we were there, we got to spend the whole day out on the rock islands again, with cool. snorkel and, and, and all of that. So just so, just so people can maybe grasp the, um, the amount of work and things that went into this, mm -hmm. uh, do you have a, like a, not a timeline, but do you have, okay, this is when kind of the idea was born to then yeah. here we are now. How long did that all take? Sure. From moment idea born to film done to yeah. being in Palau. So we initially traveled back to Palau in 2018. It was December of 2018. And the idea for that kind of started around that time. The first uh, interview for the film that Melissa did on camera was in March of 2019. Uh, and so that's four months later we're doing that. Um, and Melissa was interviewed three times for the film because they did the initial interview kind of like, oh, didn't know that part of the story. Didn't know that part of the story. Started interviewing some other people. Oh, Melissa, we needed you to talk about this. Can yeah. you talk about that? We didn't even know that, you know. Um, and so that it, the three interviews is what she went through. The ultimate, the one that made it into the film is, was the last one. Um, so she had to rehash everything sure. um, all over. So uh, March 2019 is when the uh, initial interview was done. And then the film was premiered in March of 2020. 
2022. Sorry. 2022. Yeah. 2022. So three years um, from the from the first interview. So that's how long production took of it. Um, the uh, cinematographers and directors traveled to um, Palau to interview people there. So they spent two weeks there getting on on location filming. Um, and even at specific locations. So the, the house that Melissa and her family lived in, um, the house that she was taken to when she was abducted, uh, interviews with the, the, the person who picked her up off the side of the road, uh, the leaders there at the time, just many, many people. Uh, and even an interview with the murderer. His name is Justin. And so he uh, appears in the film as well. Uh, they were allowed access to the prison to, to be able to interview him uh, for, for a short time. Uh, so no spoilers, uh, on that, <laughs> Wow! you'll have to see the film to, to check that out. You can probably surmise the, the positive outcomes that have happened in the, the aftermath of all of this. So yeah, about three years, um, that went into it. Um, very gracious by some private donations, friends of the family to be able to produce this film. Uh, it was not cheap sure. <laughs> and the product is not cheap. It is just absolutely incredible. It's not cringy and kind of half done. It is <laughs> It's uh, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Um, and I'm a little bit biased to get it. It's sure. my wife, our story, um, her story, uh, but it's just incredibly well done. And we're so proud to, to share it there and to share it here. You're in it, correct? I am. There I am. Go. I'm, there's an interview of me in there. All right. <laughs> some 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 Oscar nominating stuff there. Well, I don't know about that. Hey, <laughs> we were the film itself uh, was selected and nominated in the International Christian Film Festival, which oh, is really? the largest Christian film festival in the world. <clears throat> okay. Or one of the largest, and um, that film festival is happening in May of 2022. We're going to be traveling over there for that. There's going to be a screening of the film there. And it was nominated for Best Documentary and Best Director Wow! Uh, in this year's film festival. Where is that taking place? In Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Wow. So first weekend in May, we'll be over there. It's kind of cool. It lines up with my niece's graduation from University of Tampa. So we'll oh, catch okay. the film festival um, and drive, last part of the week. Drive a couple and hours, an hour over, maybe. About an hour and a half, yeah, yeah, between Orlando and Tampa. Go catch her graduation and... Yeah. So wow, that's, that's really exciting. Cool. Yeah. There's some other uh, awards that it's won in some different film festivals that are smaller. You can check that out on the Return to Palau website on our Facebook page, Instagram page. Um, yeah. That is very cool. Yeah. Last thing that I want to know. Okay. Um, the, the, I guess for someone that has no idea how life is lived over there, the, the daily stuff. Sure. How modern? What's the food like? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Little little things like that, maybe that you can share yeah. of life over here and life over there. Yeah. So uh, Palau is very modernized. Okay. Um, there's paved roads. Uh, there's running water. <laughs> there's flush toilets. <laughs> um, I I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, I guess. Um, it's very you know it feels a lot like um, Hawaii if you've ever traveled to Hawaii. Um, Palau's got really good relationship with the United States, um, imports a lot of stuff from the United States. And so there's a lot of it that feels like, uh, America, mm -hmm. um, you drive on the right side of the road, uh, okay. gas is counted in gallons. Um, the cool thing about Palau culture, it's Island culture. Um, so it's, uh, it's kind of laid back a little bit more chill, uh, which was a very nice vibe to have for, for two weeks and the frenetic, frenetic pace I, I keep here in the States. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, island formal is something that I would love to bring over here. Uh, that's a Hawaiian aloha shirt and pants with shoes. Maybe. 
you can wear flip flops, but uh, island form that's what you wear to church. It's yep. what you wear to formal thing. It's just it's uh, it's so so awesome. Uh, the food is I I mean very similar to here. Uh, there's some cultural stuff. We didn't get a chance to check out a, a lot of the the local stuff, but there's I mean there's there's no American restaurants, so like no chains. There's not a McDonald's or a Taco Bell or anything. I think they've been intentional about actually keeping those companies out. Um, so everything's the kind of local mom and pop type of thing. But yeah. grocery stores are just yeah, yeah mom, grocery yeah, stores are like yeah, yeah, you're going in. Um, there's there's two large grocery stores on the island um, that feel like I don't know, like a they're about the size of uh, like an Albertsons or a Kroger. Okay. Um, you know, they're a little bit more compact because there's not a lot of space on the island. That's another thing. Um, there's a uh, kind of an economic hub in the island that's uh, the city of Karor. And there's just uh, everywhere you turn, there's a building and there's <laughs> there's high rise buildings. Uh, they're four or five stories tall. They're not yeah. uh, super high, but it's just compact and, and crowded and business after business after business after home after this and anything. Uh, and that's kind of on the south part of the island. And the north part of, part of the island is very underdeveloped. Um, there's there's good road system and everything else, but there's still people that live in um, in huts. Uh, the the kind of that's few fewer and far between. Uh, there's a lot of buildings there that are brick and mortar. They're built out of wood. Homes that you would recognize, styles that you would recognize uh, here in the United States. Uh, they have uh, a, an airport terminal that's got four or five uh jetways uh they're landing 737s there uh it's just starting to open up uh, to other countries they're i think just as we were leaving they were opening up flights to between the philippines and palau uh, and some of the other the islands over there um you can't really access palau at least with covid and with the uh the war in ukraine you can't really access palau from the east you have to come from the west so you have to come over the pacific to palau you can't really get through Europe um, or the the Middle East to to get there. So yeah, in it, it, it it's a different country, but it it's not super foreign. Sure, the predominant language is English. Um, every business is transacted in, in English. Um, there is the the local language is Palawan. It's a cultural language. Um, they actually conduct government business in Palawan. So uh, they have to write it all out. They have to talk in Palawan uh, in the the government proceedings, uh, which Wow is right because uh, it's about to write in Palawan is about twice as long. Uh, like an English sentence, if it's a particular length, is twice as long in Palawan when written out. Uh, and so their language is, uh, yeah, there's a lot packed in there. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is, yeah. I, I like that because I think it get, it maybe gives people a little bit of a. Like a reference point as to yeah. how oh and the, how the things are the you people know? are so loving and so caring. Uh, it's island culture and community. Um, there was a we went for a, a hike at uh, some falls that were about half an hour from where we were staying, and on the way back, I realized in the the rental car that we had that the the front wheel well of the right front tire was uh, loose, and it was if the wheel turned a particular way, it would it would rub against the wheel. So we pull off on the side of the road to see if we can tie it back together. We're using like the elastic from a face mask to get it back together. Uh, and while we were there, three different people stopped to check if we were okay. 
So, you know, in the States, you pull over inside the road, like you could be waiting there an hour and a half before sure. somebody stops, if they stop, right? Right. right. Home for a police officer or somebody to come by. Um, but just about every other car that passed would stop and say, hey, you guys okay? Uh, and we were, you know, we had, we had a solution, we were figuring it out, but that's the, that's the culture, you know, and we were, uh, it was a bunch of Americans in a car, uh, didn't even have any Palauans with us. And there were Palauans that were stopping to say, Hey, are you okay? So it's a very family oriented community. Um, you look out for one another, you take care of one another, uh, because where are you going to go? Yeah. It's yeah. very small, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the people are just fantastic. Out of out of everything that we experienced while on the island, the, of course the the beauty is amazing. The snorkeling is fantastic. Above all, the that sticks out in my mind is the people, yeah. and how loving and caring the people of Palau are. Uh, they they have done so much for Melissa, for our family, um, to care for us, um, the people that we know and the people that we don't know. It's just it's just amazing. Well, you've got all the info you need to come out on Friday, <laughs> yeah, um, April the eighth, seven thirty, Kings of the Adventist Church, and, uh, yeah. and 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 watch it all and fill in all the details that we couldn't give you here. Yeah, um, it is a incredible story, and I'm gonna let you, Michael, end with the words that you described. I'm gonna see if you remember three, four weeks ago. Okay, I asked you to describe the whole film and the experience, and I'm curious if you remember the four or five words that you said. I don't. I've slept since then. Yeah. Well, you've been through a lot since then. <laughs> you described uh, you described it all, and I'll never forget it, as simply a film and experience about the goodness of God. Ah, okay. That sounds like something I would say. Yep. Okay. And, uh, Thank and you that for reminding is, me. That has stuck with me ever since. And so okay. if you, for some reason, weren't intrigued by anything that Pastor Michael just said, yeah. come and watch the films. You can experience and truly see... Uh, what the goodness and grace of God looks like. Mm. And um, I will be there front row if I can. I'll be here early <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. So make sure and come out. Pastor Michael, thank you, of course. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, for my sharing pleasure. a little bit about what it's about and giving some promotion. And I think people will like a little bit about the behind the scenes look that we got here. Yeah, And even afterwards when you... I don't know who's conducting the interview with the directors. I don't know if it'll be you or Melissa. It'll be me. Or, okay, yeah, it'll okay. be me. Melissa will be there, okay. uh, of so, course. Yeah. Uh that that'll be that'll be a whole lot of fun. So yeah. um we'll on the on the bottom of this episode we'll put the links for the website and places yes. where you can go check it out. Um I Yeah, and you can of, you can follow the where the film's premiering. Maybe you listen to this podcast and hey, you're like, Hey, I'm not in North Texas. We've got oh. another premiere coming up in yep. in southwest Michigan, um another one in Orlando, Florida. Um, if you are a pastor in the North American division, we're going to be showing it at the called convention this summer. That's a gathering of all the Seventh-day Adventist pastors in North America. Uh, and there might be one other, but we don't have details on it to share. Uh, but the best way to know about when this film becomes accessible to you is through our Facebook page. Uh, so facebook.com slash return to Palau, search return to Palau. You'll see the green and yellow logo, um, pictures of us and everything going on. That's the, the best way to be connected. Uh, and the website's getting built out and de developed and, uh, more updates will be available there. Pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of people, that means everyone will be able to watch this at some point. Yes. Yeah. That's the awesome. hope and goal. 
And uh, keep it in your prayers uh, as we build an audience kind of through these private screenings and then making it available on a, on a third-party streaming platform. We're hoping to be able to pitch it to Netflix or Hulu wow. um, so it can go around, literally around the world yeah. um, and be in people's, in people's libraries and have, give them the opportunity to watch. There are many ways to spread the goodness and grace of God, and this is one of them. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's an incredible story that... Hopefully you all are intrigued by it by this point yeah. and, and can come out and support if you're in the area yeah. uh, April the 8th. Pastor yep. Michael, thanks so much. Calvin, thank you. Absolutely. This was uh, something that we kind of had planned and we want to make sure and get this out before the film. Yeah. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate yeah, that. I think the story needs to be heard. And I think, no, no, that's not true. I know that God will somehow get this to the four corners mm. of the world. Yeah. And, uh, and people will see. So yeah. anyway, thanks so much if you listen to this bonus episode. Special bonus. We'll, we'll figure out a name for them. Special bonus episode. and uh, Special bonus extra episode. Extra. Yeah. We'll leave it up to Shane. We'll see what Shane. We'll figure out what Shane decides to title it. I'm not even going <laughs> to give him a title for this one. Um, we'll let him work his magic. But thanks so much again. Yeah. We'll be pleasure. here Friday. Yeah. Absolutely to watch and premiere the film here in the United States. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yep. It's pretty cool. All right. Awesome. Remember, I'll say this at the end, like like the doors will be open on Friday. There's always room for one more. That's right. Um, always here at Elevate. Reach out to us. We'll have the links to follow us as well. Yeah. And you can keep up to date with what's going on here uh, at Elevate. And uh, we thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Sure.